everyone. Welcome back to Reality 2.0. I'm Catherine Druckman. We are also talking to Sean Powers and we are talking to Doc Searles. And we have a lot to talk about today, as always. (laughs) I mean, there's always so much. But today's topic, uh, in a very broad sense, is memory. And that that has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people and a lot of different applications. Uh, Before we get started, I want to remind everyone that you can find all of our nifty links and extra information at reality2cast.com. Come say hi, find us on social media, uh, give us all the feedback. So, so yeah, so with that, so let's talk about memory. This is something we, we talk about, you know, outside of the confines of these Zoom calls a lot. And we thought we'd bring that in. A couple, a couple main things are, are the ongoing uh, conversation we like to have about the ephemeral nature of the internet. But there's another one, and that is that is Sean's memory. And I'll, uh, let yeah, we, we yeah. teased about it a bit last week, didn't we? I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we, we, teased, totally we teased it a bit. I think your story is so strange and amazing in so many ways and and raises a lot of questions. I, I think, um, well, I'll, I'll be, before I go into that, I'll, I'll where I was going to go, tell us what happened. Because yeah. I think, listeners, you want to hear this. This is really interesting and and please uh feel free to interrupt me as i'm going because i've i've told the story a lot of times and sometimes i'll leave out parts that i just assume i've already said or something that i've forgotten <laughs> anyway um so i i was working for tech support at a at a um an isp actually at a college in a close by town and just to put it in a little bit of perspective i was an expert on um windsock if you're familiar with Winsock, to connect to the internet with dial-up modems. So it was quite a while ago. Yeah, yeah, it was quite a while ago. And it was actually, it was on March 2nd, 1999. And I was on my way to work and I went off the road. We actually don't know why I went off the road, uh, but I did. And I hit my head through the side window of the car. It uh, broke the window out with my head. And I do not remember anything before March 2nd of 1999. It was like one of those uh, amnesia things you see on TV or on a talk show, only it really happened to me and it it, it sucked. So um, that's yeah. the, yeah, that's the beginning but, of the story. You were like one of those, I mean, so a couple of things. One is you remembered the English language. You remembered yeah. something about tech. You knew mathematics. You yeah, knew how I, to form a so sentence, weird. but you did not know your own daughter or your wife. Yeah, brains parents. apparently store things in very different ways or or something, different parts of the brain. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it works. But uh, first of all, just I got to get out of the way. I'm sure one of you is thinking, hey, Sean, you owe me money. <laughs> I heard that joke so many times. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> anyway, um, I, I remembered who the president was. I had no clue who I voted for because I didn't remember anything personal to my life. So I could I could sing along with songs on the radio even, but I didn't remember ever hearing them, like ever a circumstance where I heard them. I didn't know how a computer worked. However, uh, when I got home from the hospital and my wife put a keyboard in front of me, because I saw the keyboard, I'm like, hey, I, can, can you make this so that I can type? And I sat down at the keyboard and muscle memory took over and I could type like the wind. Couldn't make the computer do a dumb thing, but I, I could make, I could type words really, really fast. Uh, so yeah, brains are, are weird in that regard. I just didn't know anything personal to myself. So, so in 
we this is like a really good illustration of how we are not like computers. Hmm. The the metaphor I would tend to use is we all have RAM in our heads, random access, volatile memory that gets erased. Our short-term memory is very, um, you know, I mean, we, we don't remember how we started sentences we end. I mean, it, it's, it's remarkable how little we actually remember of what just happened that we tend to remember in a general way. Um, but ROM is the, is the built-in memory. And there are things that we assume are ROM, such as our names, our birthdays, our parents, where we grew up, um, you know, stuff like that. And I mean, there's weird stuff like my New Jersey driver's license, which I've not had in over 50 years is S2041566107472. I know that that thing. I know my um, California driver's license and I won't recite it because <laughs> somebody would use it, but it's, and I used to remember, this is a weird thing. I had the capacity to remember phone numbers real easily. I remember lots of phone numbers and I don't anymore. I haven't for a long time, but maybe because phone numbers became unimportant, right? We, we deal with them at the meta level. We, we have an abstraction, which is our name, you know, or we just tell the phone to call somebody and you assume they're going to get the number right. But something in your head, I don't, do you think it erased that stuff or do you think it just, put it in a place where you can no longer access it. So I don't know. It, it, it's really, it's strange because I, I, I'm guessing it's encoded in there somewhere because, okay, you, you mentioned telephone numbers there and, and driver's license numbers. So uh, years after my accident, uh, Donna was going through boxes of stuff and she got a combination lock that was from like my middle school gym locker. Okay. Mm. I didn't, I didn't know that's where it was from, but uh, uh somehow i don't know how it came about that's where it was from but i i saw the lock and i'm like wait a minute, give me that lock i could open it right up i had no idea where, where it was from if it was mine i didn't know but i saw that lock and all of a sudden i knew that the combination was 8 30 12 and i could open it right up it's the stupidest thing brains are just jerks because i didn't remember that i even had a kid much less what her name was but my gym locker combination that i'm gonna remember forever even so if yeah this is the, to me, the most human, humane, amazing part of this story, which is that you were able to fall in love, I assume, with your wife and your kids and your family and friends, and you were able to reintegrate yeah. without having known these people. Like you were told, this is your wife. She's telling you she's your wife. Yeah, and she, she was it, she was like uh, six months pregnant too. Fuck, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, it, we don't we censor need sound this effects. Show. No, we need sound effects for this episode more uh, than no, any I other know. episode we've done. That's fine. We need drum rolls, and we need like scary, like ominous, scary music, and like exactly. I, I hate the thought of bad words because I don't think there should be any. But anyway, you, yeah, that. So, I mean, this pregnant woman comes up to you, right? I know. Hi, I'm your wife. But she probably thought at first your memory was good, right? And then it was, yeah, it was a bad situation. They, when she finally found me at the hospital, um, they, uh, she said, oh my God, you know, can, can I talk to him? And they're like, oh yeah, sure. And they put her right through, but they didn't tell her anything that I was having memory oh. issues. And so she was like, oh my goodness, are you okay? What's going on? And, and I answered like, uh, yeah, I had a car accident and it was awkward and then there's this long silence she's like 
do you know who this is? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't. And it was, yeah, I mean, Jesus. it was just, I know it was, it was uh. terrible. And as much, as much like pity, not pity as much, um, uh, emotions as people uh, have about my situation. Just imagine Donna's. Yeah. I, oh wow. my gosh. Yeah. She had it the worst and it was horrible. Like, so I had so many issues after the fact where I was agoraphobic. I couldn't go outside for like, uh, six months. Uh, I, I, I was bonkers. I didn't sleep well. So like, you know, they say, if you don't sleep, you go crazy. Well, I can attest that's true because I didn't sleep for like two months and I was just bat crap crazy. Um, but she had to, she had to be the adult, you know, we, we had a two-year-old daughter. She was very pregnant. She had to go back to work, bussing tables at a local restaurant to support us. We slept on a mattress on the floor in my mother-in-law's house. It was, it was a real low point, but, um, the, the shining, uh, the silver lining in the crap cloud, I guess, is that, uh, usually when people have uh, head injuries like this, their personality changes drastically. And a lot of times they no longer are the person they were before the accident. And so usually relationships fall apart because it's just a completely different person. Um, thankfully, that didn't happen to me. I, I'm the same weirdo now that I was then. <laughs> so as far as my personality goes, that didn't change. And so, uh, yeah, I fell right in love with my wife. And, uh, the, you know, the the family dynamic was awesome and that part worked well and your and your your two-year-old is a daughter right is it yeah i have all daughters yeah. yeah yeah so but i imagine being just two as well it's like here's daddy's home he so, seems okay right there's some cool thing okay uh, so see i'm remembering things now that i forget a lot of times that i'm telling the story but so when i was in the hospital for several days uh have you ever seen the show the movie the truman show jim yes. carrey We're, mm -hmm. okay so the show i I don't tear, I don't really like the movie because I lived it. Right. Uh, but mm. when I'm in the hospital, I'm, I didn't, hadn't actually seen the show. I don't think it was out yet, but that whole idea, I, I thought, am I just like some weird experiment and people are like lying to me. And you know, this wow. pregnant lady is like, you know, just some scientist who's like experimenting on me. But, but when my not quite two year old daughter came into the hospital room and toddled in her diaper across the room with her arms up, daddy, daddy, daddy. I knew there was no way that kid was an actress. <laughs> and right. so yeah. her, and wow. I mean, there's more too. So of my three children, my wife, Donna has brown eyes, dark brown hair. So most of our children, brown eyes, brown hair, not our, not our youngest, yeah. not Amanda, who was less than two. She's blonde with the same color. She's your clone. <laughs> yeah. No, she so looked just like me. They're both so, hybrids. Yeah. So yeah. Cause but, you're blue. But yeah. she's the one that looked like me as she, when she came she into the room. So. Her face. I mean, except <laughs> pretty great. obviously, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. yeah, that yeah, there was a lot. It was it was a weird it was a weird weird world. But the so the crazy tie in there that I was you know with with memories is I worked. Remember, I worked IT right. I was a right. tech support. I mean, low level IT. I was the guy answering the phone when people couldn't connect to the internet with their dial up. But um, I had passwords that nobody else had. And I didn't remember those passwords. And that was a, that was a big deal. <laughs> uh, thankfully, really? Wow. Yeah. For some reason, Donna like knew one of them, like at some point in previous months, I was like, if I ever get hit by a bus, we should really know these. So I like mentioned them to her and then I didn't get hit by a bus, but I mean, close like enough phrases, the things you can remember, like, you yeah, know, the, but they like were at Indiana university. They don't allow like a normal password like eight character you have to have a phrase you know the quick yeah this was 1999 though 
This oh, is 1999. Password one, two, three. Yeah. And there were, I, I mean, mean, it was black and white then. I yeah. probably had three passwords for everything, you know? Horrible. So, yeah, I did too. Uh, but good at the time, right? Thankfully. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. So that's, uh, but I mean, do you want to know more brain stuff? There's stuff people don't yeah, know. Yeah. I want to know all of the brain. So here's the thing. So yeah. Sean and I have known each other since what, 2007, maybe 2007. Yep. 2007. We used mm. to joke at the time that you were actually only eight years old or nine years old. You know? <laughs> right. We talked yeah. about building forts. Maybe we can talk about that later. But yeah. But so, and the thing is, so I know this story. This is, you know, none of this is news to me, but it's still so engaging. Like I can't, like it's, and there's like every time you tell it, I'm sure, you know, it, we all learn a little bit more. So it's like, yes, please tell. I mean, and I hate, like, oh, I don't know. It's no, such a weird. It's you're so, so open about it. It's it's. it's yeah. Amazing. And if anybody, yeah, if anybody sees me, I'm I'm not sensitive about it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is another thing that I you know, know and, unless I come yeah. across as very insensitive. Yeah. So Sean, if anybody's please like, tell us everything yeah. about your medical history. <laughs> I can't believe they asked him that. No, please. There's nothing's off the table here. But um, I get I get sex questions sometimes when I'm telling the story. Like, so what was it like? I'm like, okay, I'm a little That's uncomfortable a little, yeah, talking about. Know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I lost my train of thought because I said sex. <laughs> More about brains. <laughs> Sorry, thinking of the... weird brain stuff. <laughs> yeah. Have Go. you watched the Born series? The the Born. Oh yeah, identity? I'm still waiting for my super abilities to come out. I'm still waiting for those <laughs> any day now. Know. Any or day. Memento? Have you, uh, have you seen Memento? I haven't seen That's that. You know? One. Do you know what movie upset Donna and me both a hmm. lot was Fifty First Dates. Oh, and it was like a another one. It was like a comedy. It's a it's an Adam Sandler and um a Barry Barrymore. What's her Drew Barrymore Drew movie? Barrymore, yeah. yeah. And it's not a bad movie, but it it just struck a chord, and it, it just it hurt, right? Because I mean, like, ah, yeah, we were there, and that that sucked. And they like relive the real sucky part every day. Anyway, um, yeah. people always ask, you know, have you remembered anything? And uh, there were a couple things that I, I guess I kind of remembered. Um, no, there's really only really one. <laughs> I was at I was at a. a an opera house watching some performance like a band or something performing years later right years later like 10 years into my you know where my memory's not coming back and we were sitting in the balcony and one of the the ushers you know with the flashlight that like comes and says don't lean over the edge you know those people mm -hmm. um one of them was walking up the aisle and all of a sudden it was like oh my gosh this is Mrs. Barron. This is my teacher. She taught me computers. I learned Pascal programming from this woman. And all of a sudden I like pictured her in front of a classroom. And that was it. That was the only stupid memory was just her in front of a classroom looking at me. I thought it's coming back. It's finally all coming back. Nope. That was it. I pictured a woman in the front of a classroom and that was as far as the memory went. So how, anyway, how about smells? Cause smells sometimes bring back memories. No, nothing, Not nothing it, huh? brought it back. But that, that isn't even the crappy part. So the <laughs> brains, brains are jerks, right? Yeah. Because, okay, everybody in my life would tell me stories, right? Like, oh my gosh, when, you know, my friend Pete, he would like, I'd learn all these stories. He was like, oh, when we did, we did this and we did this and, and me and me and you did this and those guys did this. And if, if I were to tell you a story, you would form a mental image of what that looked like, right? If I, if I was telling you a story, you kind of picture that. If you read a book, you yeah. kind of picture like what's going on, right? And sometimes if you read a book and then watch a movie, it's like, that's not right. That's not how I pictured it in my head. Uh, well, everybody has told me pretty much everything that's happened in my life. And so I now have a mental image of all of those things that they've you know told those me. those stories. 
The crappy part is you have no way to tell if what is in your head is a memory that you are remembering or if it is a mental image that you created from a story somebody told you. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely no difference. And I know that I've actually remembered some other things because I'll, I'll have a recollection, a mental image, a memory, so to speak. And it'll be something that, you know what, I guess nobody could have told me this, but it, it is absolutely no different than when somebody tells me something and I kind of imagine what it was like. So yeah, memories, not all, not this, like, uh, there's no CRC checking in memories. It is, uh, it's just this lie that your brain tells you, or, you know, it's a, it's just stories. Your brain has stories and we call it memory and you can inject those, um, other people's stories and they become memories if you don't have memories of your own. And I can tell you that firsthand because I have, I have a plethora of things I can tell you about my past and all, or most of them I wasn't there for. So you're like a replicant, um, in, in Blade Runner where you're given these memories. Exactly. You remember them as real, but they may not be that there's a, there's this expression. I'm not sure it's really true, but that recall is rewrite. In other words, every time we recall something, we're rewriting it. And it may be the same. It may be a little different, a little different, a little different. Again, there's this one liner by um, Cory Booker. I just remembered his name. Very good. Uh, the, the senator. He was, a, um, he was a football player. He played for Michigan, I think. You know, But he's obviously he's a, he's a, um, more than a jock, but he, he was a football player. And there was this interview with him uh where they ask you how good were you at that i mean you know obviously he's good enough to play for michigan or wherever it was <laughs> and he said the older i get the better i was <laughs> <laughs> and and that's also like my memory of how well i played soccer and basketball even though i wasn't very good at either one um but i i'm sure that i remember myself being better than i ever was you know and and I think it's because I've kind of replayed the better parts in my head, you know, yeah. the time I mm-hmm. faked out this guy, the time I shot so well from the outside or whatever it was, you know, and, and, um, and I actually don't want any listener to think that I'm in any ways an athlete. I wasn't, I just <laughs> played, I was on the second South intramural basketball team. That's, That's not how I remember it, doc. You were amazing. <laughs> 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 but uh, so well, it, okay. So, are you anticipating the? Have you ever done this? Like, what's going to happen with the moment it all comes back? Like, say one. Yeah, it's it's you, not going to. You're, um, you're sure of that at this yeah, point? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. when I was in the hospital, uh, they said that I couldn't remember things because of swelling in my in my skull, right? And they did uh, some CT scans and there were like a couple tiny spots of damage, not anything serious. And so they're like, as soon as the swelling goes down, you'll remember. Um, And I didn't. Um, And then more time went and I didn't. And some of the, there are some things looking back that if we would have done differently, like they didn't tell us in the hospital that I should avoid any stimulating anything, right? I should just go home and be in a quiet room kind of dim and just rest for a week or two weeks or whatever. Um, they didn't tell us that. So what did we do? Well, we tried to do everything we could to spark memories. Right. So we, so I mean, we did everything. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, 
they say the longer it goes, the less likely you are to remember anything. Really? And it's, wow. it's now been longer after my accident than before. No, I guess, I guess this year was 50, 50, right? I was, <laughs> I was 23 when it happened and I turned 46 this year. So, um, but yeah, it's not coming back it, except that I think a lot of it did come back and I just don't know because our memories are just lies we tell yeah. ourselves anyway. So, um, yeah, there's, there's no way to know, but I, I gave up on, uh, the big like oh my gosh it all came back like you see in the t you know in the movies or whatever mm -hmm. that's just it's just not gonna happen it's just that's just not gonna happen did you try hypnosis i don't know if i've ever asked you that before. i don't know if you asked i did but but i in fact and i know a hypnotist who's like a friend who i would actually trust because you know hi hypnosis you really have to trust the person and and um otherwise it doesn't work like if if you if you don't fully trust the person you can't be hypnotized which he actually taught me but anyway I, I thought about it, but um, not, uh, this is this. I don't want to make this podcast too depressing, but I had a really, really crappy childhood in like an abusive stepfather, mentally abusive stepfather. And so I think that part of me not remembering is a good thing, right? And so oh, I'm, really? I'm still, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm still broken inside. And I mean, if you look at my webcomic, it's all about self loathing and stuff. I still have plenty of issues, don't get me wrong. But I don't know that remembering at this point would be a boon you know yeah. why That's why would i you know my life is pretty good right now i got a family you know that yeah, i love you have, and you have the memories of the good parts right the memories even yeah. if they're created you have yeah. them and that's yeah. probably what the rest of us have anyway. Do we, yeah, we don't I, really I, remember our fifth birthday, but we remember what you know, our parents have told us about our fifth birthday, right? Yeah, and maybe a so. picture you saw, and so then you have an mm -hmm. you yeah. imagine what it was like. I, yeah. I really think that I have memories similar to other people's memories. <laughs> yeah. People I remember my fifth birthday, but not more. just a couple little things about it. But yeah. so there's a book title that you could have used if it hadn't been taken off the table. Um, by Oscar Levant, I mean, a long time ago, 1960, called Memoirs of an Amnesiac. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so this is amnesia, like... <laughs> right? It is a, a form of amnesia. It, it, it yeah, it's amnesia. It's just complete, total amnesia. And I could give you more information, but here's, here's another crappy thing. This isn't about my brain at all. This is just about, I don't know, capitalism. I don't know. But um, so when they found me, it was March in Northern Michigan. It was cold, right? It was snowy mm -hmm. out. The road wasn't slippery. So I, we don't know why I went off the road other than, um, I had, uh, it's just funny and a funny aside. I had a gas station, pumpkin spice cappuccino, you know, the gas station one, you know, where just mm -hmm. the power. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I had one of those that was spilled all over my lap. Um, now if that is what caused the accident or if that happened because of the accident, nobody knows I was alone in the car, but anyway, um, when that happened and my head went through the window, I was there for a while and it was cold. And so when the ambulance finally arrived, their initial note said, um, subject is uh, shivering or shaking, possible seizure, because I was shaking, uh, possible seizure. Once I got to the hospital and they did the EEG, whatever it is they do, they can actually definitively tell whether or not you had a seizure. There's, It's not like a he might have. They can tell like yes you mm -hmm. had a seizure or no you absolutely did not or ever have had a seizure um however the insurance company looked at that only at that initial report and said oh he had a seizure that's a pre-existing condition nothing really is so <gasps> screw them wow so nothing is covered so on top of sleeping on a mattress in my mother-in-law's house donna going back to bus tables i got no medical help at all no, what I was mean, an insurance company so we can flag them? 
uh, <laughs> it was uh, citizens insurance, car insurance. Oh, citizens. too bad. They're small. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Something for a big brand name. Yeah. And so, yeah, wow. I was in medical debt. Never, never got to see a therapist. Never got to see um, any, you know, I, I eventually, we eventually went on state assistance because of course we did, right? I mean, that's what state assistance is for. Mm -hmm. And I eventually could see a doctor, but I couldn't like, oh, this is so frustrating for me. <laughs> um, I have migraine problems now that mm -hmm. likely stem from the car accident. I never had migraines before. Uh, likely it stems from that. However, nowhere in any of my records is the car accident mentioned with the migraine because the doctor knew that if they tied it to my car accident, no insurance would cover it because it was part of the car accident and that was all a pre-existing condition, blah, blah, blah. Now, nowadays that wouldn't be as much of an issue because pre-existing conditions were, you know, taken out as a way to deny service. Right. But, yeah, the, but that's recent, right? I mean, that's fairly yeah. recent. That's Obama so. period. Yeah. 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 And so, um, yeah, so I, I, I had very little medical help at all. I just had to deal with it myself. So. So do you think that the pumpkin spice latte is why you don't like nutmeg? It might be actually. Know, I'm the, asking like the really deep yeah, questions here. But. Yeah. I, I posted today on, on Twitter <laughs> and Facebook and stuff that. that I don't really like nutmeg. I, although on Facebook, somebody did mention like, what about an eggnog? And I'll be honest in eggnog. Yeah. It, it fits. It's all about context. Yeah. yeah. But everywhere else, I just don't care for it at all. And I don't dislike the flavor of nutmeg, but in stuff, it's just not good. But anyway, the smell of gas station pumpkin spice cappuccino still gives me the heebie-jeebies wow. <laughs> so, really wow. yeah yeah uh, so so that that's interesting there i mean it, it it's a it has a happy ending right i mean yeah a year yeah. a year later uh, so and that's where uh, i learned linux i learned linux in the year following my accident because i couldn't afford anything else that's the reason wow that i'm a linux guy i wasn't a linux guy going in but I learned Linux because that's all I could afford because it was free. And so uh, that year where I was at home, agoraphobic, couldn't go outside, um, I spent figuring out floppy disks and I ruined our home computer a thousand times and fixed it a thousand times and ended up uh, loving Linux, not just because it's awesome, but because it kind of saved my life, right? I mean, that was the, the way that I got back into IT. And then mm. 11 months after the car accident in February of 2000, I got a job that I was completely unqualified for but i was a technology technology director for a k-12 school i interviewed well it was a local school they knew my story because i mean you know i mean how many small towns have a guy who had a car accident and forgot his whole life right so they knew me and the superintendent took a chance with me and i was on probation at the job they could fire me at will any moment but uh, they gave me a chance and obviously i you know i did fine and worked there for 12 years and that started my grown-up big boy pants jobs so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was during that time that you started writing for linux journal and that's it yeah i was working at that job uh when i started you writing your build your own arcade journal. game article i did on the cover and it's uh you can't see it if it's the audio only podcast but it. hanging yeah. on the wall right there <laughs> i can see it yeah. A framed issue. Yeah. I wow. actually I had two articles in that issue even. I made the cover. Really? I didn't yeah. remember that. Yeah, there's a second article in there too. So I, I think I've probably said in the past that that was the current issue when I started. Ah. So that you started before me because because obviously I wasn't like hired on the as a staff writer or whatever my right. official role was at that point. It was several months later, but yeah, yeah. it was just your first thing, yeah. So, yep. 
Wow. Yeah. I, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really curious. I wonder if we're going to get more feedback for this episode than, than others. Just well, because we should. I, think, we I should. feel like this is, this has to, I mean, please tell us if you have other better stories, but this has got to be the best story you've ever heard, right? I mean, I mean, well, it's a, it's a in all seriousness. Story, but it, it's also, it's interesting to me in part because it's an ongoing one, right? I mean, you're, mm. you're, you carry this with you. I mean, stories have these three elements. You have a character, you have a situation that assures conflict and movement toward a resolution. In a way, you don't have the conflict about it anymore. You're kind of resolved. You're, you're, you are where you are, but you carry this into everything that you do at some level, right? I mean, it's, you have a, it's kind of like a war veteran is, is doesn't forget in a way. I mean, it doesn't take out of his life or her life what went on on that day, whatever it was, right? And the, and yeah, and there are there are things that uh, you know. I mean, the the conflict is resolved in that I'm I'm dealing with it now. But there are lots of issues, and it's it's so weird because my instinct is to not mention the issues when talking about the accident because then it's a pre-existing condition. But I know that's oh, not wow. a thing right now. So, yeah. uh, but that's my instinct, right? Because for so many years, I, I couldn't tie them together or it would mean anything that happened, I wouldn't get any help for. But like migraines, I, I still, I mean, I'm on medication for migraines. I still get migraines from time to time. Uh, it's managed now. Uh, but if you've ever seen me in a busy room, I love being on stage with a microphone and talking. Mm -hmm. I know big surprise, right? Me, I'm a, I'm a camera whore. I, I love the microphone. But if I'm in a room with people, I, I, I can't handle it. I mean, I'm, I'm introverted, I guess, to the nth degree. I'm very uncomfortable. I'm not great in a, in a busy room. Um, so the, you know, if I'm giving a talk at a conference or something and people come up afterwards to talk, that is the most difficult thing for me to do because I, I don't know why I just get extremely uncomfortable and frazzled in a, in a busy environment. If I'm in a noisy environment, um, sometimes my brain just gives up. It's like, and my wife notices it because she's awesome. Uh, if it's a mm -hmm. really noisy environment, like uh, if there's music playing or lots of people talking, usually lots of people talking like in a restaurant, that's, that's really bad where all of a sudden I'm like not hearing what she's saying anymore. And I just kind of have like a, a glazed over look in my eyes and she's like, Oh, he, he's done. And she'll, you know, escort me out. And then for the rest of the night, I just like stare into space because my brain's like just giving up. I, I don't know what to make of reality anymore. So things like that, but we're coping with them. So they're not necessarily a, a current conflict. It's just, a, it is what it is. Well, but there's, so, is there any real, real reason to believe those are related? I mean, that's, I mean, that could just, I was not like that are. before. Oh, yeah, I was not? just, oh, okay. I, I was not like that before. No, I mean, I, you know, you can, a person's introverted or extroverted and, you know, but yeah. I mean, I, I break down. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. You know, yeah. No, it's, it's uh, different. Yeah. You know, I, I, I develop strips your emotional yeah. gears to be in that yeah. situation. And it, and it never did before. And I stuttered for a long time. In fact, some, if, if I get really, um, really overwhelmed, I will stutter still. Like I, I, that's like the giveaway that everybody knows like, Oh, Holy crap. Oh my gosh. Oh, Sean. Oh, okay. You, you know, go in a dark room. <laughs> he's going nonlinear. Yeah. Put him he's in the like, room with the, wow. Put him he's in the done. Room with the coats. Yeah. yeah. And you know, everybody knows me well enough to know that if I, if I do start stuttering, like, you know, I, I don't like that. That's, that's one of the things that bothers me is when it makes other people feel bad for me, you know, like, yeah. I just want, it's like, it's fine. I know I'm 
you know, and I'll just like, don't worry, it's not like I'm going to die or, you know, anything like that. But uh, yeah, so I still have those things that I deal with. But, you know, uh, even that my jobs have uh, been really good for that. I mean, I work at home in an office where it's quiet. And, you know, I talk to people like this. If I'm talking to people, it's generally this kind of environment. In May, I'm going to be giving a talk into a group at the Dominican Republic, and it's going to be virtual. So even though there will be probably talking afterwards, I'm not going to like be rocking on a chair in the corner while they ask me questions because it'll just be online. So I'll be able to (laughs) have a conversation. So, yeah. Yeah. We look coping mechanisms, just like anything else. So it's interesting to me at at this stage of my life, because I'm 74 and how memory works because I'm alert to it, right? I'm alert to it. And what happens as you get older anyway, is your ability to quickly recall names is, it diminishes, you know? I I call it the Nicole Kidman effect on me because I, there's one night in the middle of the night, I woke up and I thought, I can't remember the name of that Australian actress. What the hell was it? I know it, I can see her face. It's got a K in there somewhere. And I could not remember her. And even I had to like, I actually forgot it again before this call because I wanted to make sure I remembered her name. Um, and a couple of days ago, I was looking at, you know, they had uh, the State of the Union and there's the vice president. I thought, holy shit, I don't remember her name. And then it came, okay, uh, Kamala Harris. Okay, it's got a K in it, maybe. I, but but this is somebody called, said it's it's um, no, nominal or nominal aphasia. I remember that it's it's the it's the yeah, losing word. It's not that you don't have the information. That's your Alzheimer's or something. You're like it's gone. Not going to be remembered again. It's been it's been wiped. The whiteboard is getting wiped off, and that's gone. Um, it's that your your uh, filing cabinets have been dumped out on the floor. And you have to kind of scramble around in them to find what you're looking for. And I'm really conscious of this. I was yesterday uh, on the, on the, uh, on the floss call. We, we, we had Matt Mullenweg on of, of uh, WordPress fame. Mm -hmm. It's a good show. Um, And, and it was a guy whose name I I couldn't remember. It was, I knew his first name was Luik. What was his last name? I know him well, it's Luik Lemure. And I mumbled it because of the, it's like something like Lemire. But I mumbled that one on purpose because I wasn't really sure and it didn't matter, right? But I live in some fear that the day will come that that's not gonna come to me, even though it's fairly typical of people my age to not have that, even if you're no less sharp than ever and you're graced with having actually a lot more wisdom than ever. Um, I know more at this age than I knew at any other age, right? And I feel like I'm much better at spotting bullshit, knowing what to do, have being insightful, stuff like that. Um, but but there's you know that this it's your brain. Your brain is failing in some some basic ways, right? It's just it's not what it was. And but here's another weird thing. I I was, when my mother was 89, I remember this because I just did the math in my head. It was uh, 2002 because it was uh, the year that my aunt turned 90. She lived to 103, but, uh, and we were up in New Jersey for 
to see her. This is after this particular event. I, I was flying from California to North Carolina where my mother lived. And this is back in the day when you would get into conversations with the other people on the plane. I don't know. I had a conversation with the guy sitting next to me on my plane. That doesn't happen anymore. They got headphones. Oh, you're one of those guys, are you? I'm one of those guys. <laughs> and, and I'm an extrovert. What can I do, right? So, um, and this guy was a, um, he taught ophthalmology at Berkeley, at UC Berkeley. And I told him I'm going to see him. But how old is your mother? Uh, she's 89. I said, how's her memory? No, no. He said, how's her vision? And I said, well, actually, she's got kind of advanced macular degeneration. And he said, how's her memory? And I said, you know, it kind of weirdly comes and goes. He said, try this. Um, see whether her memory is coming and going when there's nothing going on much around her. And he said, the reason is we store short-term memories with our vision if we're not blind. Blind people work their way around this. But our eyes dart around from here to there as we're listening and as we're talking in part to store short-term memory. And he said, when you, your brain, when you lose your hearing or you lose your, your, your vision, it's kind of like the mechanism for remembering hasn't changed, but the mechanism for bringing the memories, bringing the information in, has changed. They don't match up and confusion happens. And, and I told him, well, you know, I mean, there are times she doesn't remember what happened five minutes ago and other times nothing seems wrong at all. And he said, see what happens when, like, for example, you're in the car and she's just talking to you and all she has to look at that's steady is the dashboard and you see if she forgets anything. And so when we were visiting my aunt's house, we went and drove through the part of New Jersey, we took a day trip to go through the part of New Jersey where I grew up during the summers. We had a summer house down there that's long, it was long gone then. But we went to places we remembered, the, the boardwalk at Point Pleasant and the beach where we always went. And But just driving around in the car, she remembered everything. There was no issue whatsoever. So it was her vision. It was all about the vision, you know? Interesting. And she died a year later of a medical accident. But, but the but that was a really interesting thing to me that our that we have mechanisms for remembering short term that are part of our operating system that don't we're not even aware of it they're not even examined you know and they differ for different people you know i'm for me it's very important to know where i am and actually where north south east and west are you know that's north that's south that's east and that's west i know this even though I'm in the basement, right? It's just, I'm like a pigeon that way. I, I, I have a very strong sense of location and, um, and yet I can't operate a calendar. <laughs> That's another, I can't be trusted to operate a calendar. <laughs> and it, how that stuff works, it's just, the brain I, is actually an inadequate instrument in some ways, I think. Yeah, it's both amazing and stupid at the same time because, um, yeah. I have found so the the whole like remembering names things. I, I think that the IMDb website was was created for that exact reason. You know, you're like see a person <laughs> like, like, oh, who is that? I just no, used it for Nicole oh. Kidman. I just yeah. used it for Nicole yeah. Kidman. Exactly. And so yeah. I I have found that having a mobile device, you know, having a my phone constantly there to look stuff up, I don't feel bad about that anymore. I'm like, this is just a a recall issue, not necessarily a a functional issue. If that you know, if that 
difference makes any sense. You know, if I can't remember somebody's name or what movie they're from, um, that doesn't, it, it, it is concerning sometimes, but at the same time, I, I don't think that I'm losing, um, the ability to, uh, function or to, um, use the data that I have in a, in a productive way. So anyway, yeah, but memories are, I, memories are jerks. I'm going to, I'm going to show you something, which is, this is a page it, 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 people listening would just have to um, deal with it. <laughs> um, but it's a page from an album that I kept when I was like age 10 to 13. And this is from our summers in, in South Jersey. And it's my handwriting when I was 12 and, or whatever ages that I was. And here was a summer camp I went to. And by the way, the, the album is totally rotted. These pages have fallen out. The binding is gone. It's, it's much older in many ways than my father's stuff, which are in a shelf behind me. And he's been dead since 1979. And these are all from the 20s and 30s. But this is summer camp. And I have a little, a little guide to what all the pictures are, even though most of them are, three of them are gone. And it's funny, when I was scanning these yesterday, I, I thought... I thought of the person who kept these, not as me, but as he. <laughs> I thought that's that that it's it was less me that I am now than it was this kid with completely different handwriting, clearly struggled with putting this thing together, had no sense of composition, was a horrible photographer. That really. guy was an idiot, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, and and you know. And I literally, I mean, I, I remember being in those places, but I don't, you know, but I literally thought of it as another person. And that that's interesting to me as well, because there is this, you know, who we are at any given time is not necessarily entirely a portfolio of prior selves. It's, want, it's yeah. who we are now, right? Do you it's, want another weird brain thing? Do you like yeah. weird brain things? I like talking about weird brain things. I got lots. The, um, so I've, I've seen lots of photos from before my car accident obviously yeah. right i mean we had photos and yeah. they don't creep me out for some reason i mean i see them I'm like oh I, you know yeah okay that's me I, I get it i don't remember that but yeah okay i get it do you know what creeped me right the heck out though there was one home movie it was of me with amanda my my youngest daughter when she was like a year old uh we were it was just she was about a year old because we were decorating easter eggs together and she was you know like sitting on my lap or whatever we we're at the table it really, really creeped me out to see some dude that is in my body with my voice. Wow. With my daughter. That one, I don't, I can't explain why, but that I did not like that video at all. Pictures don't bother me, but the video, I didn't care for it. Really? Because because yeah. you saw that. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't, the I can't explain the difference. Was like some dude. And it was in the setting yeah. with your daughter rather than just a kid who's standing on it or sitting on a horse yeah. or jumping in a pool or yeah. And like I said, photos at the time, it's clearly like, yeah, I can, yeah, that's me. I mean, I've duh, you know, there I am, you know, I just, mm -hmm. I don't, just don't remember it, but the video just struck a different chord. The video of me, you know, hearing myself talk and, and move around and interact. That was like invasion of the body snatchers kind of feeling like, I don't, that's, <laughs> I don't know. Mm -mm. So, yeah, so, but I, I feel that way and I never lost my memory. Yeah. I, I've seen videos of me at nine or something and I, I, it's a completely different voice. I have a Texas accent like you wouldn't believe. I mean, it's <laughs> like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, I, yeah, I had, it's a, I had a New York accent. I had a New York, no Oz like that. Yeah. when I was like six. 
I'm a Michigan boy, Midwest forever. So yeah, you, you don't you don't get married. You don't just have that flat A thing. I don't hear that. But I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, um, the internet so, changes that too, right? The I, internet, I think the, just, internet the internet is changing I mean, regional dialects a lot. TV yeah. did it already. I mean, I go to North yeah. Carolina. I used to be able to identify like five or six distinct North Carolina accents. You know, and I, I mean. Greensboro was different than Alamance County, which is the next county over, which is different than the Outer Banks and the mountains. And um, and I could imitate them all. I probably still can. But I meet people from there now. None of them have an accent. They all sound like television. Yeah. Everybody sounds like television. You know, in, yeah. in the UK, people understand BBC English is different than whatever their regional dialects are. And they can actually, in some cases, not all speak in both. They understand this is the this is sort of the orthodox way of talking, but then there's their the colloquial the vernacular way of talking. But here's an interesting memory thing: when my older son, now 49, um, was four, I asked him, "Do you remember?" Because we we left the house we were in North Carolina. We left the house we were in New Jersey when he was one, and. And I assumed he wouldn't remember anything from that. And I asked him, so I said, do you remember when we were in New Jersey and uh, we lived in the countryside? I said, and, and he said, yeah, there were, where there was a cornfield outside the window. Yeah, right. And where were you? He said, well, I had my crib. My crib was up against the window. Wow, okay. I said, and we asked him about other things. Do you remember? I said, do you remember what it was like being born? Because I thought I was joking on him. And he said, yeah, it was like being flushed down the toilet. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And now at the age he is now, he remembers almost nothing from being that young. Because <laughs> I remember when I, I had a, a, the most, one of the most heart twisting things I did was when I, when I told his older sister that, I was going to move out and break up with his mom. Um, at that time, he was four. I was moving out at that time. We didn't completely, but anyway, I was moving out. And when I told his sister, his older sister, she was three years older. She said, yeah, this makes complete sense. You guys are not like working it. <laughs> Whatever it's that like was. clips you off. And yeah, I mean, she, she, was, she was kind of born grown up that one. But, mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, I, I get the scene, fine. Um, but he was so torn up. Oh my God, he was inconsolable. And, and it just tore me up. And when I talk to him about it now, it's like, man, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> it's like <laughs> not there. And you'd think that would be one of the things imprinted in his head, but. But it wasn't that traumatic. So, you know, good on you, Doc. You or he buried it, you know, or, yeah, you know, it just. You know, or maybe suppressed like all of my childhood things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I. I deprogrammed myself from foods I didn't like as a teenager. I mean, cause I, I, I remember thinking as a teenager, this isn't so much a memory thing, but it was a brain thing that I don't like mushrooms. I don't like liverwurst. I don't like liver anything. I, there are all these things I didn't, I don't like licorice, you know, licorice is the liver of candy, all that stuff, you know? And, and one by one, I thought these are opinions. Are these actually how I, do I, I, is there something to not like about this? And one by one, I realized that was a projection I had that was based on a kid wanting to say, there are things I don't eat. 
Yeah. And it, that happened to me. That's that happened to me. I, um, so the whole time Donna knew me, you know, my whole time growing up, I despised horseradish, you know, that just that mm. the horse well, was made from know. horses. I didn't like well, it because it came from horses. Oh, just the, yeah. the smell, you know, wasabi or anything that with that horseradishy mm. smell just made me like almost ill after mm. my car accident. Love the stuff I have. I, I <laughs> there, there's apparently there must have been a traumatic experience in my in my younger yeah. days that I associated with that. And uh, seriously, Donna, th that really surprised Donna because I absolutely despised horseradish. And now it's amazing. I love horseradish flavors and stuff I'm like horseradish mustard. Oh, my gosh, it's amazing. So, yeah, I, and I OD'd on red ropes when I was about five or six, you know, those <laughs> chewy red ropes and then juji fruits, anything that had that slightly yeah. al dente feel to yeah. it. And for years, I just couldn't stand any of those candies that were because I I OD'd on the red ropes because I had too many of those. I felt ill, and then that was that was one of the things I later deprogrammed. Like, <laughs> bees. Okay, one one last thing. I know we're running short on time here, but yeah. one so bees. I don't know if you know me. I'm terrified of bees. Just bees, and it's an irrational fear. I have no reason to be afraid of bees. Bees and wasps, any you know buzzing, stinging animal. Just terrified of them. And after my car accident, I wasn't afraid of bees. But you know what's funny? It came back. <laughs> really? <laughs> hey, well, there's yeah. the one thing you there's, got. Yeah. yeah. I, so I don't know why, but oh. like for for like about a year, year and a half, bees, I wasn't afraid of them. But that came back in full force. So there's some really deep-seated, I don't know there's why I have such a phobia, but my apophobia, and I don't know what it's called with the wasps. I think it's a different phobia term. But yeah, they, yeah. oh my goodness, I'm just terrified of them. So. I inherited mm. my phobia of scorpions. And you my live in a state where you have afraid, them. And I am too. Yeah, I know. They're horrible. I've, I've seen one. and yeah, I, ugh, I I've only seen one in the wild <laughs> and it was in the bathroom um, of, yeah. in our house. And and I never saw another one after that. And yeah, actually, somebody caught it and said, look at this. I thought, that's in our house? It was a little house, really like this big. You know, so, but, uh, they're creepy. I, I, they're they horrifying. Creepy. They're little dinosaur things, and uh, it's, they're like these horrible prehistoric monsters. And what well, this is a horrible story. So, so that so I have to tell it, right? Um, yeah, a friend <laughs> of, of mine and I were watching a movie at my mom's house, who lives in a part of the state where there are scorpions. Uh, and you know, the lights are off. So we're watching a movie, and then I hear my friend go, uh, uh, can, "Can you turn the light on, like right now?" <laughs> I jump up, turn the light on. There's a scorpion. <laughs> right there on his shirt wow <laughs> like <man>. sling, <laughs> you know this is like my worst nightmare anyway wow yeah and you think it's been there all you. over that body before it got there and it, oh wow. god yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway fortunately nobody got stung that time i think yeah. i'm pretty sure we killed it and moved on finished the movie yeah. but yeah anyway so we'll hope people remember this show. Um, <laughs> yeah, best show ever. I'm I was debating titles. Like, is it uh, the Nicole Kidman phenomenon? I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, like no one know what that is. I, I think um, title, but no, no one would know what that was. Yeah, it's like a great title though. Yeah, it'll know. be. You won't forget this show, or um, yeah, um, you know, on uh, on forgetting everything and coming. I, I, I think. It has to convey what you went through because that was such a great story, you know? 
it is it's a bit i mean it's it, it can be very sad i suppose if you interpret it that way but it's also kind of inspiring and uplifting i like the upside think. of amnesia it's um, it, it could have gone yeah. either way right i mean that's yeah. that's the thing it could have gone either way and About I think reinventing went, yourself well. yeah in a way yeah 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 wow i know that's a, it's it a fun thing to talk about something i knew anyway which is you are a truly good guy no i appreciate I mean, that doc you have to be to like you know, I don't know any of these people, but I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna fall in love with them again. You know, that's that's my job now. I'm injured, and that's my job. Wow. And, well, or he woke and up hats and off saw to your like, life, man. You know, he, he saw I, how lucky he got. He was like, "Good job, past Sean." I, I, oh. <laughs> that's an interesting thing. Imagine that. I mean, in a way, you were a dead man who woke up in a great family. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Isn't that, a, I mean, that's sort of what, because your prior life was dead, you know, and here you were. Yeah. And, and the hero of the story is Donna, truly. Yeah. So that's, She's, maybe that's it. The dead man who woke up in a great family, <laughs> it's, you know, uh, who oof. reincarnated. That's, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I could talk about this for a long time because I, it's it's fun to talk about but doc i know that you're on a time yeah i have tonight, i have so. an actual thing yeah. and three minutes so yeah yeah oh I, yeah so fortunately yeah. i don't have to prepare for it so it's okay <laughs> okay and it's about games and that's good yeah. we're trying to get oh, something cool. going with games which is not the kind of games you're thinking it's like all new well you could be just Mind games, manipulation. No, 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 no. Memory <laughs> games. I mean, basically, the the thesis I've been working on for the last thirty years, proving it with games, mm. making up a game, creating a game that risks um, its experiments with the with the thesis behind it. Cool. So well, I look forward to that episode. Yeah. So yeah, if it works out, we'll talk about it, right? If it doesn't work cool. out, it's like a bunch of people got together and talked games. So that's mm-hmm. what, that's where we are now. Well, cool. Well, thank thank you, Sean, for sharing all that with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks and... for letting me talk about myself. <laughs> yeah, great. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll, we'll talk, talk to you next time. Okay. All right, bye. See you guys. Bye-bye. Okay,